Hey, this is Coco, and you're listening to Conversations with Coco and Friends. Hi, friends. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're just going to be chatting about how we're doing. (laughs) This COVID-19 coronavirus situation has been a lot, (laughs) to say the least. So today, we're just going to be chatting about how we're feeling and how we're doing. We've been talking to a lot of you on social media, and I think we're all kind of feeling the same way. We're a little bit frustrated, and at times, we... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do get a little bit emotional but take everything with a grain of salt. We're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get through this together and everything's going to work out. But right now, just here's a chat with Cleo and Pilar and myself about how we're doing right now. How are you doing? Oh my god, what a what a loaded what a loaded question. Sometimes sometimes great and sometimes not great. Like high highs, low lows. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that's uh that's a theme. Where are you finding the high highs, though? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Lo- also, loaded question. <laughs> she needs to think about yeah. it, folks. Um, I think the high highs. It doesn't take a lot to get me to the high. What I knew pre-COVID about myself and what I know now is still the same thing. And I love to spend time with people that I love. So continuing to do that, and and now spending time with the people that I love and who matter gives me that dopamine rush because we don't have, there's nothing else that's happening. So those moments, those late night conversations, obviously why we started this podcast to begin with, but those things that have come as a result of COVID, meaning spending more time with the people I love have been my highs. Right. And I think that in the beginning of COVID, when you're supposed to not leave your house and you weren't supposed to meet everybody, like that was the hardest part, I think, for everybody. Yeah. It's like, for me, the looming idea that it might happen again is, <laughs> is actually like, sickening. It's like a threat I'm not willing to bear. Yeah, not to mention through the thick of winter oh in God. Toronto, Canada. Yeah. It's like, we, you, if you guys watch Game of Thrones, that, that threat that winter is coming is like, oh my God, so is, real. is like stemming up. It's like anxiety. Yeah. But I feel like we can all agree, like we've never cherished strong word choice, but accurate. Um, human connection more than we have now. Oh my God. Because Absolutely like you not. said, when we were locked up in our homes, my what, 700 square foot condo with my roommate who does as many calls as I do. Right. It was just like we were captive and going from a schedule that 
is back to back to back seeing new people and then always being together with the both of you yeah. is something that we've we took for granted. Oh, 1000%. I mean, I cry complain like a baby all of 2019 of all the flights that I was on. Literally. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'd ever go right back into that land, but to be taking away the possibility and freedom to make that choice. Yeah, knowing that you can go. It was like when we would choose to be alone on a Friday night because we just needed a break. Absolutely. Now it's like, I'm on my hands and knees trying to I go somewhere. <laughs> Restaurants won't let me in anymore. Right. Yeah, no, that, a- like, that top part of COVID, there, there was like a literal point where I was like, somebody, I'm moving in with someone. I'm not doing this by myself because for those of you who don't know, I just live alone, like by myself. And I love to be alone. I love alone time. But what's super interesting about the COVID situation is um, my love languages have not changed, but they have shifted priority order. So if you guys don't know, everybody has a love language. You can go take the test, five love languages. Uh, My primary love languages are access service and uh, quality time, quality time being the number one. The other three love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts. So the latter three, a physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts are very low on my list of things. The other two are at the top. But because of COVID and isolation, physical touch has raised drastically because I experience virtually no physical touch or affection from other humans. So obviously, dating life shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag life. I have no family here. I don't live with anybody. And so I will go actual days without another human being touching my body. And I didn't realize how much I needed that until, and you don't know until you know. Mm -hmm. So now if I go to Katrina's, like Harlow, like the other night was like literally wrapped on me like a monkey with her little face, like (laughs) touching my nose. (laughs) And I left it. I, I was like, hmm, we can stay on me all day long. Like, you can literally be my my actual monkey. She's like, please, will you come over there and sit with me? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, I was like, sorry, guys. See ya. Hold me over Screw here. Screw this adult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been like a really funny one. The, the, the physical loneliness that has come with it. Very, very difficult. Well, I'll never forget on the day of my birthday, you and Hallie had come over earlier. And Harlow was still there and she wanted you guys to watch, I don't know, Harry Potter 22 or something. <laughs> and um, you and Harlow were full on body snuggling <laughs> yeah. while watching the movie. She wanted to go to sleep, but I think she's very much like that too. She loves the physical touch. I am diametrically different on the <laughs> other side of that spectrum. I'm like, why are you touching me? <laughs> but uh, I love a good hug. But you guys were like actually physically snuggling each other. And I was like, Okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because we're not like sitting in office, you know, close to each other or yeah. hugging 12 people a day because you're we're at an event or we're meeting people. All of that has completely changed. I think on the other side of that for someone like me because I am at home all the time or I was at home all the time with my family and had zero alone time. <laughs> I was like I want locks. I want to find locks for the doors <laughs> and I, I just need I just need some alone time as much as I love my family um it's just that that has become more apparent to me so like I would go on long drives by myself yeah <laughs> because I just, yeah there's no it's not that I don't like them and it's but I would I would start like picking fights because I just want you away <laughs> for a minute. Naturally. Yeah. Like when you spend that much time yeah. with anybody, you just eventually become 
irritated by yes. something. Like by your toenails or something. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it. You're disgusting. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so I think another one of the things that I didn't realize about COVID, just touching on what we were just saying, is how much it's affected my mental health. Because as a person, I'm very accustomed to You just adapt. You're like, okay, well, this is what it is. There's no use crying over spilled milk is very much my motto in life. So let's just deal with it. And more recently in the past couple of months, I've, so- I've stopped to think, oh my God, what has this year done to me personally, emotionally, and business-wise? And I've literally, like the thought that I, I invested in a condo last year, great, with the obvious intention of like still having my other business, my DJ business. And then all of our income, except for three months out of 2020, has been eviscerated. And like not small income, good income. And that same income into 2021, we have no foreseeable anything. I'm saying like, we're lucky if it's going to be six months. So the idea like all of our income has eviscerated, all of our staff is laid off. I live alone by myself. I'm single. I have, 2020 was supposed to be my year, guys. Girl, this girl was about to get her <laughs> I entanglement think a lot of people life. had that <laughs> Jesus, entanglement was coming. And obviously on top of all that, the isolation, the fear, you know, the travel, all of the things that have come with that. And also watching my friends lose their businesses or be impacted by this in the most insane way. Guys, it's not like a small thing. Like to the point where I'm like, why am I need to go back to therapy for a little tune-up? But I don't know, have you guys taken a second to think about what's happened? Has it impacted you more? Like what are both of your thoughts on this? I think in the business front, It's so easy for those who have excelled and been successful over these past eight months of COVID to just say, no, we need to put our safety first. We we need to shut down the businesses. We need to shut down the, the restaurants, the bars. And it's like, you aren't even thinking for a second how those people's lives are affected because you don't think, because it definitely does directly impact you. You just don't see it that way because you're still getting your paycheck, you're still providing for your family, right? And I think that's what's so sickening to me is seeing fellow peers and people that I look up to who have put everything into their business and now they're finding alternate sources of income because they've been forced to shut down, you know? Or not finding any at all. I think uh, I've had this conversation often. with different people. There's a lot of people that disagree with me. Um, And I'm not used to being on a disagreeable point of view, but uh, everything affects everything. So I have a very hard time for people who just say, shut it down, close it. You know, bars and restaurants represent a small percentage of of, of the money that's made within a country, right? And and a small percentage that we will allow for it to fail because... You know, it's frivolous. It's the extra. It's not what you need. But most of my friends own restaurants and bars. Uh, most of my friends work through businesses that are supported by restaurants and bars in the entertainment industry. And it's a bloodbath. It's so devastating to see these super creative and amazing human beings, that their dreams are being dashed in front of our eyes. And it's not this whole idea that it's just like, shut it down, close it down, because we have to put safety first. 
I think my problem is, is that I don't trust <laughs> who's making the decisions. And I think that we're not looking into, yes, we have COVID-19 and it's a very scary thing uh, because we don't have full answers yet. But are we looking into the mental health aspect? Are we looking into what we're setting ourselves up for, for the next 10 years? Money is not, not an important thing people always say until there is no money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I just, I worry about a lot of my friends and I worry about a, a lot of their future. And when I say everything affects everything, if you wipe out a part of not only our culture, but our ecosystem, that's going to affect how the people who sell everything, cell phones to t-shirts, like the, I mean, everybody's going to get going to get affected in one way or the other. So I just wish that people looked at it more holistically and took into consideration, you know, all my friends that own boutique gyms. And when you say we're going to close down a restaurant halfway through the day on a Friday before Thanksgiving, and everybody's already ordered all their food and their fridges are stocked, what that does to all the reservations and all of the prep work and all of the food and all the money that's been spent to bring some joy to people's lives, how it's just dashed. It just breaks my heart. (laughs) I think too, what really bugs me and you touched on this is the idea that people aren't looking at this holistically. And I think, you know, Twitter's Twitter's my favorite and least favorite place on earth, but I love it. And I think a lot of people say things that are so short-sighted. And they were criticizing people who were out in the summer and, you know, trying to get, be out on patios, socially distanced, doing what they're doing. And some of the things that I read that were circulating at that time, I just found so short-sighted and unkind. And I mean that in the way that we have taken away people's liberties, okay? Very simply. We forced them to lock themselves in their homes. And I understand why. We've taken away every form of entertainment, basically, that, you know, we're accustomed to having. And then at a time where they allowed us to have some of that back, people are dying for something. Yeah. Like dying for physical human interaction, anything. And then we're, we criticize them for it. Like that, what are you talking about? You, like, there's no empathy that comes with that. And I think it's frustrating. It's the same thing where people lack the empathy of people who live by themselves. And, you know, they're like, just stay home. Bro, have you ever just stayed home by yourself with no other interaction? The same things like what we were talking about with other humans. Like we are people, we're human beings. We need those things. It's part of what we are. And so I guess what I agree with you when you say like, you don't trust what people are saying because I'm like, there has, is there no other solution here? Or is there no other way where we can meet in the middle so that we're not destroying the mental health? Of everyone? Yeah. And I just don't, I just wonder that that's, is that even being taken into consideration? Yes, exactly. Like, absolutely. It, and it's thinking like, about it? yeah. one thing is peer to peer. And then the bigger problem is government officials who are making these calls when they, they don't know either. Like, no I, one really yeah. knows. I just wonder, like, it's like the lack of confidence. Exactly. Yes, like, exactly. Because you, I haven't been led to believe that you know what the fuck you're exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the no. thing. So it's like, but, for eight months or six, we were following it, right? Like right. we were in panic mode. And at that time, everyone was doing it. So it was it was you, what, lashing out if you left your house <laughs> yeah. when you were told not to. Right, yeah. No, it's super hard. And just the accessibility, like 
we touched on travel, how last year we went away two times a month and just going to New York for the weekend. Oh, prices are low. Let's go for the weekend. Now it's like, oh no, we're not, <laughs> not doing any of that. Anywhere. <laughs> uh, and that's nope. sad. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I think we also always forget that it always seems, all of these things always seem to affect no matter what, the the working poor are always mm-hmm. affected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, must be nice that you can stay home with your home office and your ergonomic chair and your, you know, yes. listen, I have all these things, but I do consider that the that that most of the world doesn't. Yeah. And so in this talk, the government has definitely stepped up to help people, but I'm just wondering to what end. Of course. And the things that people are saying about this often don't take those people into consideration. Like people are like, look, the government's handing out all this money. And I have many thoughts about the fact that we have to pay this back, guys, just FYI. It's not free money, just for the record. But what what's the expectation? Were we supposed to let them starve? Like, right. w- I don't know. My mom works in an old care home. Right. She hasn't had a job. She hasn't had a job since March. Right. What What could my parents have possibly done had those opportunities or had those things not been there? But that also calls into question like the larger problem of us having to pay for that afterwards, which we will. Mm-hmm. We will pay for this. I don't even know how long. I'm not even a finance expert, but probably forever. <laughs> it's not funny when I'm laughing because I, I might cry. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to react. Not funny per se. <laughs> um, what has been your light in all of this darkness? <laughs> Actually, though. Hmm. I feel like I've always been a caller. Like, I love FaceTime. And I think that especially has been something that got me through COVID. I'm a, that's another exception. <laughs> I'm not a caller. And I don't want to Zoom. But yes. Yeah. But I'll get you on that FaceTime, girl. <laughs> Same answers before. I feel like it's my people. Like, that's always that's always the thing. That's always the source of of joy. And still, obviously being able to connect and see them and, you know, share, like, love. And and intimacy in a way. Intimacy is not just about sex, but, like, share that intimacy with these people that you grow closer with through these really, really hard times. That's my bright light. And sweet Harlow. Yeah, I think <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that, that has been great. I've never spent so much time with her, so I wouldn't have gotten that. So mm-hmm. I think that that's amazing. I mean, almost to a fault. Like now if I, I was planning on going out for dinner on Saturday night, but that didn't work out <laughs> because she went ape shit. Um, but also uh, we would have kept on going out if it wasn't so freezing because um, we don't do everything our children say we should do. But yeah, she has a hard, she has separation anxiety now. Like if I want to go and do something, she's like, why can't I come? Because there was a time where she rolled with me like everywhere during COVID. She was just like in the backseat, you know? So I, I think Jimmy and Harlow, for sure, as much as I said that they annoyed me, they annoyed me just because I like my alone <laughs> time. We also have figured out in, like how to work through crazy things together because I totally understand why people break up during this time because you're in each other's faces so much. But he's like this... This, he's one. He's a problem solver. So you know, we constantly are dreaming up ideas and trying to find different things that we can do while having to social distance. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do a good job. Definitely. 
Yeah. And then you became kind of sort of a part-time teacher. Oh, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> that, too. And yeah, that was actually something I wanted to touch on. I was on a panel this weekend, and they were giving stats about... It was for women in business. And um, one of the... I don't have the exact statistic, but they were talking about how the most affected people in COVID are um, women and mothers, and that so many of them are being pulled out of the workforce because if there's a choice between working always and and staying home with the kids and you know teaching them there's more of a pressure for that on women and so there's like being this brain drain of women from from corporate world and i just was like there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How sad is that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, When you're honestly left with no choice. Right. Yeah, and we're removing this this voice of women in the corporate space that we've been fighting to put us into, by the way. Yeah, forever. (laughs) Forever, and not even in there equally, Mm P.S. And now they're all gone. Like, what? Yeah. That's... Insane, and I see it even in my own friends friends groups who aren't necessarily in the corporate space, but who are everyone I know is a business owner, and so them trying to manage their businesses or what's left of them on top of having to mother, on top of having to manage their relationships, and on top of all of those things, the emotional toll like you can see it, yeah, you know, in each of your groups has been unbelievable, and it, it's alarming. Yeah, you know how a lot of people say. You know, I get to go to the gym for an hour a day because that's my freedom. Like, that's my one place where I'm by myself and I can work out and really release stress and whatever. And you take that, you've taken that away, right? So now you're on a Zoom, but your kid's on your head and you're trying to like work out. It just, it doesn't exist anymore. No. And I fully like the other funny, not funny, definitely not funny, but you're removing that from people. And then people like me, I'm an emotional eater. So I gained literally more than 20 pounds during COVID. Not realizing it was happening because I'm not even doing anything as simple as walking to and from work or like whatever. I'm doing like 900 steps a day in my condo. Like, woohoo. Yeah. That piece coupled with everything else, it's like one after the other after the other of shit storms. You guys know that gif of Elmo and in the background of Elmo is like fire? That's <laughs> And he's like got his arms up like this and he's like, nah. And like that's. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> that's sometimes what I think of 2020 because I'm like, fuck this shit. Like I could put up with a 20 pound weight gain if all the other things weren't happening. But now it's just compounding on the other. Right. And then you feel like a piece of shit about yourself and you're like, oh, I'm a fat fuck. Like what? <laughs> 
life has been a series of unfortunate events. But after working through the past few months, do you guys feel like you've found more of a routine Mm -hmm. at home? And what does that look like? I took the first half of lockdown, (laughs) the first phase of COVID um, to eat my feelings and not really work out not go through it because he didn't know what the end was. Like, I didn't know what was happening. I thought maybe the first it was going to be a couple of weeks and those weeks turned into months. So I think now with kind of figuring this is our new normal, we went on a cleanse. We changed the way we've been eating. We make all of our food and 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 not so much of the super indulgent stuff and save that for the weekend. We really kind of made a decision that this part of COVID was going to be a lot healthier, uh, just not only for our bodies, but for our minds, working out again on a routine. I mean, Harlow being back in school, you know, just those hours in the day. And we made that choice to put her back in school, despite what a lot of people were saying on the internet, because she's an only child and I could see it affecting her so much. So yeah, there, we def- I definitely took steps to change this time around because I was feeling very, not only sad, but a part of my sadness was connected to the fact that I wasn't taking care of my health properly. One of the things that I've started to integrate into my routine is setting like the next thing to look forward to because we have nothing to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> so now we make that thing. And so, and we get it on the books and we put a calendar invite, like, you know, girls night or like whatever it is that we're doing. That has been very helpful to me because then you can kind of see that thing and you get excited about the thing. And even if it's just like a night, you know, in or whatever, you're just dancing like, you know, a bunch of clowns in the kitchen or whatever you're doing, it makes all the difference in the world because now we have to find our joy in those moments. And you know, everyone's birthdays, for example, this year, they've been a fire. Like, we're all like, okay, 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 we only have birthdays. So, like, let's get that music. Like, let's do this thing. And and it's, I find that it's, like, made a really big difference in my experience. Yeah. What about you? I feel like spending so much time at home almost forced me to slow down with my own routine. Yes, I was still working lots of hours and on my computer, but taking those breaks like I was finding that time to do like a 45-minute class on Zoom and hate my life through it because it's in my living room. (laughs) I feel like my neighbors probably hated me more than I hated myself. Um, But then also getting into habits, like I picked up that five-minute journal that everyone was raving about and taking that time every day to just do that is so simple. Writing shit down is huge for me. So I think having the time at home to like write shit down for myself and how I feel and, you know, all of those things. Journaling. Yeah, journaling. She's journaling. Bring it back, (laughs) y'all. My diary. Remember having a diary with little ones with the locks? Yeah. I've actually been doing a lot of, like, cleaning. Yeah. Decluttering. And I've found so many old diaries. (laughs) So many things. (laughs) So many old pictures. That's been So sentimental, looking at all that. How do each of you cope during these times of such unpredictability? Has what used to calm you down, has that lost its power? Like, could, you know, does it take you longer to calm down in a freak out? And what are your new outlets for peace? I 
have never been a freak out person. I think I have learned, <laughs> I've learned to better control like my temperament, usually between a six and an eight at all times. I don't oscillate too high above or below those numbers. But during COVID, like my irritability is higher or was higher. And I think I've tried to be more mindful of that because what happens is when I become like irritated, I know that I can become mean and I don't ever want to be mean to people that I love. And sometimes it takes people pointing that out to me because it's not intentional, but it does happen. So I think I've worked on just getting control over my irritability and knowing when I need to retreat. So just taking those moments and not feeling bad about not being present. I use air term quotes because I'm the most present person and being a-okay with that and not feeling guilty, which is sometimes super hard. And I don't think my routine has changed like a whole lot. I feel like we worked from home a lot before COVID. So that made it a lot easier. But I've been reading, well, listening to my audiobooks a lot. I love those. <laughs> yeah. So you're a really calm person and you don't need any tools or tips to help you calm down. So. No, no. <laughs> We're going to ask Pilar. <laughs> you know what it is? Because I'm, I'm not a rabbit hole person. Like I don't go down rabbit holes. I'm just like, I don't, we don't have any information. <laughs> Well, Lucky like, you. Yeah. <laughs> my coping mechanisms, I think, is being distracted. Like, I don't like to face confrontation. I don't like seeing problems through. So even something <laughs> like, like seeing problems through, something like the virus, it's like, oh, I'm just going to dive into work and then I'm going to go reorganize all my Pinterest boards and then clean my closet. So I don't need to think about such thing, right? right? Um, and then for coping with these things, I think stepping back and like putting the screens down and thinking about the situation as a whole and what is the best result and what's the best behavior while managing expectations of other people because we can't control how other people react and how they feel. That's something that I've been learning along the way. Yeah. Hmm. I guess part of it is having a partner through this who Finds the light on me. Turns that mirror right around. <laughs> He's like, look, you're being insane. And having to not like, I, I would take off like my thing is like, I'm just going to go for a drive or I'm just going to meditate it out or I'm just going to, you know, work it out. And sometimes you just can't. Yeah. So I think like, like you said, I've been forced to deal with stuff. And from having that mirror shine right back in my face. Blind because, me. Yeah, I realized like I could blame you for everything. Like it's your fault we're fighting. It's your fault that the bill wasn't paid. And it's your fault like, you know, that because I'm perfect. Uh, I've been forced to kind of just address that I'm just as culpable regardless, right? Which is hard because yeah. it is so much easier to be like, no, it's it's, it's your you. fault. It's you. It's all you. Everything's you. Um, so, and that doesn't work ever <laughs> with any relationship. FYI. So I really have been forced to kind of work through the other side of things and work through what what I've been doing to make, to aggravate a situation as well. Um, and it's just because we've had so long to have conversations. <laughs> we've been communicating the shit out of COVID. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want to communicate anymore. <laughs> but I actually so. feel like, um, just like as an observer in a regular part of your life, I've actually seen you action this. Like it's a, a real thing inside my head. I haven't told you about this. 
a real thing inside my head that I've witnessed you do. And I've actually made note of it. I'm like, I love this. Because what you do now is when there's a situation or um, some maybe like not even a disagreement or like something like we're not communicating on even within our team, right? When there's something that we're not communicating properly on, you problem solve the thing and give solutions that don't involve you being like, well, just figure it out. So you take the time to be like, okay, well, like, here's where we went wrong. Here's what we can do better or whatever. And you didn't do that before. Yeah. You would get frustrated. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you would be like, uh, was I not clear? And we're like, well, not entirely, but <laughs> like not, I wouldn't use the term not clear. <laughs> but, and you've been doing it and you've been doing it really well. I Thanks. think it's been, color me impressed. Thanks. I, we, I, we do this thing now. We're doing it, but like reframe. <laughs> no. I love that. You That's know? like your yeah, word. Because this, uh, it would sometimes get to the point where like, it's like the blame game, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. you just blame everybody. But sometimes also when you take responsibility, I did lash out at you and yeah. I could see it in his eyes and I'm like, reframe. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what I meant to say was. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's re- moving. Like it's very easy to blame. It's a safe space. And it's very hard to take It's very hard to take it. And sometimes you have to know that, though. Like, you have to know that as a person, you might not be ready for feedback, and but then be willing to take it when it's time. Like, And I'm like that, too. I, like, do not—I went through this with our close friend, whose name will be nameless on this podcast, but he and I were having, like, difficulties. (laughs) He does. But in the way that we speak to each other, and honestly— I so it's hilarious because we are also super communicative and I had to explain, I had to, I had to take the time to explain like, here's why I said it like this or why I reacted this way. And he had to take the time to be like, here's why I reacted this way. And then we had to come to like mutual conclusions about how we move forward from that thing because you don't, sometimes don't know until you know. And so one of my things is like, I hate dumb questions. I believe there are dumb questions. <laughs> Boy, You're I not do. one of those people. There are no stupid no. questions. You're like, that's dumb. Yeah, I honestly am. Not the first one to say that. I do. And what, what I hate the most about what I would call dumb questions is actually not that they're dumb. It's that they're questions that are inefficient. And so I had to identify that within myself to be like, please don't ask me a question that you're asking as like a vanity thing. Like if you're like, hey, Cleo, would you mind doing this? Or if it's like the, rhetorical. Yes, rhetorical. <laughs> because it's not. You, It's not, do I mind doing this? You need me to do that thing. That, if you need <laughs> me to do that thing and there's no choice, just say that. But don't frame it like I have a choice. And then I tell you no. And then you're like, well, that doesn't work. No. And that will make me respond. And it was. It was the thing that would make me respond like, what? And we had to teach each other how to communicate with one another. And it has gotten exponentially better because of that. But I also had to be willing to take it. And he was like, he said to me, he's like, but Cleo, if you already think the question's dumb, your response is going to be a response to the dumb question. And I was like, fine, fuck. You're right. Correct, Mundo. Let's, <laughs> I let's. I do the same thing. Yeah. I look, fine, when, uh, when somebody <laughs> asks me dumb questions, I'm like, you, got, you guys can't hear this, but I just stare. <laughs> you do a double blink Come and you're again? Like, no, like, it's like a three times the guy, the, the Twitter blink guy, the GIF guy. And he's like, hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When she give me that look. <laughs> I know you're not, as, you're not asking this question in real life, right? 
<laughs> I let you work through that. He didn't say that. it out loud. And then they are, and you're like, what? <laughs> People, the goal here is to be resourceful. Like when you approach someone with a question that you very well know, you can type into Google and find a oh, tutorial. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like something so simple. It's like, go back, take that back with you. Yeah. Oh my God. I am not Google. Oh my God, please. <laughs> please. That's that's the th- these things are hard things to learn, y'all. Like learning how to m- manage your own emotions and your own responses to things. Nothing about that is easy. It's super hard work, and you have to also be like open and willing to take the feedback that comes with it. Yeah, right? and just also remember that it is work. Like you're not always going to be good at it. Sometimes I'm still reactive, and I'm can be saucy as fuck, mm-hmm. and I know it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like it. Thanks. Do you have any other resources that you've been liking and using to help you get through this time? Well, I love my Audible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I live and die. I'm a bibliophile and I love to read, but Audible has been helpful because I can do other things while I'm doing it. And sometimes I get sleepy when I read. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been super helpful. But honestly, TikTok. I love <laughs> TikTok. And I know it sounds crazy, but here's the other thing. It doesn't sound crazy. Everybody loves TikTok, apparently. Because like, but if you game the algorithm, meaning like, if you guys don't already know this about social, the more things that you drill down on, like if you drill down on Trump hating whatever, it's going to serve you more of that. So if you game your algorithm on any social media platform that you're on, it just means like be intentional about what you're clicking on. And my TikTok, I've now gamed this algorithm into serving me like the funniest happiest content at all times. Like I I watch it before bed because it brings me joy and it makes me laugh, like cry laughing at (laughs) least once a day. And that funny thing is so important because what I've also figured out in this pandemic is like, we don't, or at least I don't laugh how I used to because there's fewer opportunities for it. Mm -hmm. And I love to laugh and I'd love to be a clown. So that that little app gives me that opportunity to be like, oh my God, I love it. These guys are idiots. This is perfect. <laughs> TikTok makes you laugh. <laughs> what about you? Pilar. Pilar. Pilar, so formal. <laughs> I've gotten into reading more, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because just having that tangible like book in hand for me is something that I like. And I feel like I was not on that way for a while. Yeah. Pinterest has been like a huge go-to, like actually building that up anywhere from like interior design to event inspiration to fashion, recipes, like there's just everything that you can spend hours on it and not feel like you have. Yeah. What about you? I'm trying to get away, like the the idea of doing so much. So like the, your point about Audible that gives you an opportunity to listen and do something else. I'm trying to do the opposite of that because I find like I'm on overload of like so much information and like from a call to a spreadsheet to all of the things that we're doing. I'm trying to like dial it back to remember that all of like the ideas and things that I want to create are going to come from me, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if there's not really a tool for it, but it's just making time to have time, you know, idle time to be able to come up with really cool ideas, like be engaged with everything, but putting spaces in the calendar or, or having, like, that's why I like working from home because there can be moments where there's nothing on the calendar and I can just 
think. So having some space away from everybody now that Harlow's back in school, I think that that, that has been great. And also working again on, you know, we took a quite a big break from working social media because we were working it for so many other clients. And now I guess maybe because of Black Lives Matter, <laughs> agencies want uh, to work with Coco & Co for sponsored content again. Um, so it's been it's been fun to be able to create again in that way for our channels rather than just creating it for our brand channels that we represent. So I think the first half of COVID was very uncreative for me. Yeah, very <laughs> client corporate. P bought me a book <laughs> to help me get inspired <laughs> with my creativity. She could feel we, it. We hit that low. <laughs> we hit super, super low. Uh, so, but now this time I feel like super jazz, you know, I'm working with people again that I haven't worked with in a long time. And we, we're able to be, be like force ourselves to be a part of the conversation. So I think that's, ex- that's exciting. That's not really a tool, but I guess maybe the tool, the takeaway there is respecting yourself enough to give yourself the time that you need. Setting boundaries. Yeah, I mean, had some baths. <laughs> with some Dr. Teals. I know, I'm like the anti-bath person, but I'm like, I need a minute to myself. <laughs> guys, and that's the one excuse where like you are just forced to yeah. sit in that hot water. <laughs> wet wet get, prune fingers. Get your pruny fingers. We love a okay. good I mean, we're making it through. So I know if you are feeling alone or on your own, you're not alone. Because everybody's feeling, everybody literally on planet Earth can feel you. Yes. It's not a you thing. It's an us thing. (laughs) Which is the craziest thing about this pandemic. Like no one is inferior to it. No. We are isolated, but together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think just a call for all of our hosts who are listening. If there's anything that you guys want to talk about or you want to hear about on our podcast or you want us to talk about, you guys know where to find us, but... For real, real, let us know, you know, if we're doing a great job or not if we're not doing a great job. Who are we kidding? We don't want to hear that. Um, But yeah, get at us. Follow us. Do all that stuff. Rate this baby five stars. Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) (laughs) And share with your friends. Yeah, obviously that too. All her. (laughs) We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, you can follow us online at C-O-C-O-A-N-D-C-O-W-E. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It seriously helps and we would be so grateful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 